Okay, Google, play the Sideline Hustle podcast. Sure, the Sideline Hustle football podcast. Here's where you left off. What's going on, everybody? This is your host, Drew Lieberman. I'm slow packing. <laughs> Our days here are numbered. Even the way we've come up in the world, think about it. We've created the website ourselves. We've made this podcast ourselves. Like everything's been done just by us hustling. And you are now listening to the Sideline Hustle Podcast. We talk about doing this show. Yeah, we, we laugh and we joke and we complain about how hard we work. But if we didn't love to coach, we wouldn't be doing it. I want the good guys in. Get them out of there. I want the good guys in. To me, I think we're broadcasting the day-to-day life of what college football is. From the sidelines, we gotta hustle cause we gotta eat. From the sidelines, we got some goals that we still gotta reach. Alright, so we here. Landed at about uh, 1 a.m. yesterday from the opening. Had an unbelievable weekend in Dallas. Uh, huge weekend for the sideline hustle, man. Like, it was cool when it, when it was over, just reflecting on how far we've come, you know, in like a year. Yeah, definitely. I mean, when you gave me that phone call, it was kind of surreal, man. Yeah. That's, that's kind of what we've been hoping for to get, to get that break. What up? This is Gary Nova, your everyday quarterback. And uh, and every post you were posting out there was, was surreal too, just seeing like you're doing it, you know what yeah, saying? And, yeah, and you yeah. actually said it, like, it's surreal to see your dreams like living out. A hundred percent. It's crazy. It really is, man. And it was like, it's really wild to, like I was, when it was all over, I was reflecting, I was like actually standing in like the Cowboys practice facility looking around like, who would have thought? Like, I've never built anything from scratch with no blueprint. No one's ever really done what we're trying to do and see it, like, come to fruition like this. We're 11 months. We like Our first podcast episode didn't come out till August last year. So that's 11 months ago. And 11 months later, Nike's paying for a trip for us to go down to the opening and hang out with Rob Gronkowski and Todd Gurley and all these NFL guys. Like, it was, it was unbelievable, man. For sure. It's just getting started, man. It's just getting rolling. They say family that plays together stays together. And one that walks apart just falls apart. So together we stand, divided we fall. United we form Voltron and take on all. It was the 30, 30th anniversary of Just Do It. Just Do It, the Nike marketing ad campaign was a lot bigger than just a tennis shoe or, you know, sportswear. It meant a lot more. Um, it serves to help athletes break down barriers as a rally cry to inspire self-belief. And it really fits in well to what we do because Just Do It is, you know, it basically was a slogan to, to make, to empower everybody to be an athlete, right? Like you don't have to have LeBron James skills to be an athlete. Like anybody with a body is an athlete is kind of their thought process. And to me, I think it goes perfectly in line of like, all right, like we're interviewing Rob Gronkowski, but you're trying to humanize his skills. Like, hey, what do you do for route running that everyone else can do? You know what I mean? And like, just do it. Like, you don't have to look like Rob Gronkowski to run a great flag route, you know? And then we, we got a little bit of insight from Rob Gronkowski, which is an interview we'll post later that, you know, he talks about like the, uh, why he thinks his flag route, his corner route is the best route. And so I think it's cool to like go on that theme and continue to like maybe have like a just do it podcast or something where you're humanizing these skills of these Nike athletes, but breaking down the techniques and their practice habits and their process. Like a big thing I talk to guys at is like, how do you talk to yourself at the line of scrimmage? You know what I mean? Like before the play snap, like it's not that's just huge. That's huge. Yeah. Like people don't realize how much thought goes into just one play. Exactly. And, and the mindset that people have exactly. every single play. Yeah. You don't just go out there and, you know, 
people think that Eli just looks at Odell and is like, where is he? I'm going to throw him the ball, you know? <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of stuff that goes so into much. it, you know? So. And, and so much preparation exactly. and game film. Like, that's what everyone came back to from Bryce Love to Todd Gurley to Gronk. They're all like, man, it all starts with the preparation, and that's going through your head the whole game, and you see this look, and you know what to expect, and you have a process of talking yourself through it, and, and it, it was cool to hear them all kind of echo the same things. For sure. Um, but... I just think it's, it's a really cool combination of like Nike with, with the way that Facebook and YouTube um, and Instagram is kind of becoming the main platforms for everything. Nike is going more away from, you know, bigger channels and like NFL Network and ESPN and more towards content creators. And we're lucky that we're, you know, some they consider us one of the top content creators in the space. So I think there's definitely going to be some room to let's let's capitalize on this just do it kind of campaign and this slogan and take that further to analyze the game of football analyze the skills and, and do what we've been doing for the last year for sure so so let's jump right into it talk yeah. about uh so as soon as you got there talk about the experience right from the beginning yeah, yeah no doubt so i ended up getting in at about noon uh had we had a first like meeting at 2 30 so i got in there they had this this big duffel bag uh just like full of, full gear, of gear like waiting for me um, and it was crazy, man. They gave us a pair of sneakers that were really nice and then a pair of cleats and then like all this workout gear. And they told us like, bring this bag with you. I, and we didn't really know what was going on. I just like had this big ass duffel bag I was carrying with me. <laughs> and then I had my backpack on and the GoPro the whole time. And so the first thing we did, so like the gear was unbelievable. The hotel was like this, fi- like the Dallas facility, first of all. Like, I don't, have you, I don't know if you've ever been to Patriots place. No. Really Patriots play. Never. It's similar where they have like all these shops and bars like kind of connected to the practice facility. And then inside the facility is like, you know, where they practice, a bunch of office buildings, but it was cool. It was a cool like, little campus almost. Yeah. That um, was like a billion dollars, right? They put yeah, it, might, it might be crazy. more. And it yeah. wasn't it wasn't attached to their actual stadium. The stadium is like in Dallas. I was like 40 minutes away. So this oh, was okay. just their practice facility, their offices, their meeting rooms, like where they do their work. But the oh. game stadium was, was somewhere else. So I didn't else. know that. I thought the facility was right next to the stadium. Yeah, I did too. Okay. And But we didn't actually get to see the, the stadium. But this this place was still amazing. And I think I actually think the practice facility itself was like a billion dollars. Yeah. And they, and they also said that like, Jerry Jones owns all the land between, of course, between yeah. like the practice facility and the stadium. That's real money, right? There, <laughs> yeah, right? exactly. That's um, crazy. But it was dope. So we got together. Uh, the first thing we did was um, we went on a, on a tour of the Cowboys facility, and that was incredible, man. Because it was it was cool. Like you know, we played major college football. You play major college football. I've coached major college football. So we've seen a lot of great facilities. Like I've been to Michigan. We've been to Ohio State. Rutgers is a, is a good facility. Like I've seen a lot of this stuff and. It's hard for me to get blown away by those things. It's like it's all kind of one of the same. And like I was blown away by this place. And to me, the coolest thing from a coaching perspective, like I'll get into more of what it was like, but the coolest thing from a coaching perspective was they had mini walkthrough fields right outside the meeting rooms. No way. Which was so it's so like simple thing, but so smart and so practical. So like you're sitting there talking through a concept and it's like, all right, get up, let's go walk through it right yeah, now. That's perfect. And they had like a little twenty yard yeah. field. And it was like I was like, that's the most brilliant thing I've ever seen in my life. Cause sometimes when you're watching film, you're like, you can't really see it. And then when you see your coach walk through it or you put it out in front of you, exactly. It makes so much more sense. No, exactly. Yeah. That's so that, awesome. That's yeah, cool. that that was that was really dope. Uh and they were just talking about how like so I guess this their practice facility is like the coaches' offices, all this stuff. They have like the five Super Bowl rings in the lobby, the five Super Bowl trophies. Like that it was amazing. What they do is they have like it, there's other office space. So the guy who runs it was talking about all their sources of revenue, and they said just from renting out the offices to other companies, it's like a like hundreds of million dollar enterprise right there. Just just from like leasing that because everybody wants to be a part of the Cowboys. Exactly, and 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 they can like see the practice field. They can watch the Cowboys practice while they're going to work. All these different industries. Yeah. Um, and then, but we just like walked around, they had a training table that fits like 350 people. Look, was like so beautiful and, and incredible. Um, the weight room was unbelievable. Like, like that stuff was, it was nice. Like the weight room, the nutrition room, um, was like, 
as nice as I've seen, but you know, nothing like for us that's like really like, oh my god, I can't believe this. But it was just nicer than any I've ever seen. But similar to what like the major college football programs are like. Yeah. Um, and then, but they had uh, two outdoor practice fields. The opening because it was 105 degrees all the time. The opening took place in their indoor field. But they got three fields right there, and you can walk. They got this hallway where you can walk right from outdoor to indoor, and it's all connected. Um, so that was really cool, and just like they had some cool little stuff. Like the, the locker room was incredible. Locker room shaped like a football. Which they didn't let us video once we got to the locker room and like after the weight room, but it was shaped like a football. It's like Garrett, I guess, stands in the middle and everyone can see him. Yeah, which was cool. kind of cool. And like the locker, the locker room itself was the nicest locker room I've ever seen by far. Um, but just a really cool facility. They they took us around, treated us like kings. Um, so so that was dope. But yeah, so then we so right after we uh, we toured the the Dallas Cowboys facility, we had that. I told you we had that big duffel bag. Yeah. So then they brought they put us through a speed and agility workout uh, <laughs> with with Roquan Smith, who uh, just was the Georgia linebacker who got yeah. drafted like number eight overall. The Raiders, right? Uh, the Bears. The Bears, Bears, Bears. And he was dope. He was like a really really well spoken guy, like really really cool dude. Um, so they brought us through this dope workout, and it was it was basically like training for your forty. We didn't do the start because I think the start would take years, and it was a bunch of like non-athletes, like yeah. you know, like. But like they, we had like resistance bands, and they were talking about like top end speed and start speed, and we all we all ran a forty. But it was cool, like a little speed training. Um, you got a taste of it, and like their their whole Nike's idea of bringing us down was, you know, here are some of the major players in the content or fitness or like, you know Buzzfeed was there as well as some other major media companies. Um, but let's give let's put you guys through a mini opening experience, so you kind of know what the kids are going through. Like, we didn't spend that much, like, really any time with the kids. Like, I saw them in the elevator and was BSing with them and stuff, but we weren't really around the kids. It was more, like, putting putting us through, like, we were a player and giving us that mini experience so we could document That's cool it. that they, they look at that approach in that way. Yeah. You know, rather than kind of just push you in and just let you roam around with the kids. They exactly. Kind of put you right into they, the experience. They, they had an itinerary for us. Everything was planned out. Yeah. We were around NFL athletes who had kind of been through the opening themselves, giving us insight. It was really well done. I mean, it was crazy, too, like, reflecting, like, you know, we've had talks with other smaller brands, like equipment brands, apparel brands, about like pairing up with them, doing some sponsorships, and, and none of them really ever felt right. And now here we are getting flown down, like collaborating with Nike. Yeah. You know, which is the brand. Oh, yeah, like, the like there's brand, not a exactly. better brand I would ever want to be paired with than Nike. For sure. So that was really cool. Um, but we did a little speed and agility. They gave us this dope pair of cleats, Nike Vapor cleats that were the most comfortable cleats of all time. And I will definitely wear those coaching so I can run around yeah. the field and stuff. Like that, that's going to be cool. players are probably going to want to snag them from Bro, you. Bro, if I tell you every player I've ever coached in the history, the last 30 players, everyone was like, oh man, I'm a size 10 and a half. I'm a size 12. Yeah. Coach Lee's bringing back some stuff. But I was like, man. Because they knew the Nike was going to take care of you. Right. I was like, these are size 13 and they're staying on my feet, bro. <laughs> You want to uh, talk about some of the guys you met over there, or yeah, yeah. So uh, the 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 biggest guy. So so one of the major content creators in the football space is this guy Matt, who who ran, who starts started this brand called I Know Football. You know, I'm Matt from I Know Football. A lot of you guys probably have seen my page, my channel, my Instagram, my YouTube. Um, but I pretty much cover off on everything that's coming out in in terms of the football gear, from helmets, cleats, gloves, uh, padding, padded apparel, shoulder pads, socks. Mouth guards, everything. Ev everything. everything. Yeah. I try to hit the newest stuff for you guys, so uh, hopefully some of you guys have seen it. And really, the way he explained it was um, back in the day, uh, and we did a podcast together that's coming out soon too, but about seven years ago, he was playing in the Arena League and then also signed like a semi-pro contract. And I guess the the two leagues, the two seasons overlap, so he would have like two games a week, I guess, for those things, which is crazy to think yeah, about that wild. to a different, different form of football we've kind of never yeah, explored. <laughs> Uh, but he, so I guess like, so he needed two different helmets. And so he like was looking online, like what's the best helmet I can buy? I want to buy the best one. And there was no reviews for no it anywhere. Information, no. So he like went and bought a helmet um, and then ended up reviewing all his gear himself, his cleats, his gloves. And like, 
And then I guess it kind of blew up because obviously he wasn't the only one with those questions. All like kids everywhere were like, what helmet should I buy? What sure. should I buy? Every every dad who has a son who's about to start peewees is looking it, up, you know, what's the best helmet? 100%. Or whatever. Yeah. So he, so he started like a vlog where he reviews all the latest product and now he gets it to where he's got 100,000 followers on Instagram. And he said he does about three vlogs a week where Nike, Adidas, Under Armour, everyone is sending him gear to review and a lot of them pay him for it. Like cutters will pay him to review a pair of gloves or whatever. That's cool. Um, so, and he was just a really cool guy. Like he's 33, i uh, had been doing it for seven years. So he started around our age. Like, you know, we, I, I was 26 when we started. So, and, and he's like really making some good money doing this and it's still a side job for him. Like he's a marketing director. He used to be the marketing director for Red Bull. Okay. Um, now he works like a bigger company. Um, but he was just talking, like, gave, gave a lot of advice on how to grow the channel, but also like, you know, like he shouted this out on Instagram when we first met, it was like, yo, go follow, you know, sideline hustle. Yeah. And I did a little thing on his Instagram story, we picked up like 75 followers in like, you know, a couple hours. Yeah, so it was, so. it was cool to see his influence. Um, but, but he was definitely like a cool guy where I think, I think there's going to be some, he also has a ton of football stories and I, he was like, man, I just want a platform where I can tell stories from the arena league from, he, he ran, hustle. right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Right yeah. And he was like, I want to tell stories from the arena league from semi-pro. Uh, he ran track at Michigan, never didn't play football in college. We ran track at Michigan. He's like, I just got all these stories. And I was like, bro, this is what we do on sideline hustle. Like yeah. I've told some stuff I definitely should not say out loud. Yeah. I but. mean, that's funny. Cause a lot of people, a lot of people have came up to me and been like, why don't you play arena football? And you know, it's like, I don't really know anything about it. Yeah. So, you know, hear stories from him or stuff like that. I think a lot of people be intrigued by exactly. that. Cause everybody, everybody kind of can, you know, YouTube, NFL player or whatever, uh -huh. but nobody knows anything about, about the arena, arena league or, <laughs> or semi-pro. Semi yeah, yeah. yeah. He was like, you know, some guys would skip practice in semi-pro or like, yeah. you couldn't, it was just, it was crazy. So, that's wild. but he's just been really successful. I think it's really cool. It was cool to see, you know, basically talk, it, it was cool to be, you know, again, like everyone had been doing their thing for three, four, five, seven years, whatever. We've been doing it for a year. And to feel like we belonged and to be like, yo, I'm, I'm doing things the right way and we have a good plan and we're on to something was, was really cool. Cause like, there's no real way for us to know, cause there's nothing to base this off of. There's isn't another football education resource out sure. there. There's not another media company. Nothing to compare it to. Yeah. You know, yeah. Really. We've, we're kind of innovating in this space Ooh. ourselves. So I, I've, I've never felt more confident in our vision and our plan. And a guy like Matt, who was immediately like, wow, this is a dope concept. I definitely want to keep working with you. We can pair things up really well. Cause imagine like. If we can give advice to, like, we do a lot of receiver talk and quarterback talk. If we can give advice to them, hey, if you're a receiver with ankle problems, here are the best cleats for you. You know, if you're looking for a new pair of gloves, here are the best gloves for you. And that fits right into our football education sure. space. So I think Matt will definitely, like, we'll do a podcast with him that will release in the next week or two. Uh, and I think he'll definitely be a guest and be some, a guy we collaborate with a lot. So sure. that'll be really dope. Met some guys from CBS Sports. Met some guys from BuzzFeed. Um, and then, you know, uh, this dude KG who runs Cosign Magazine, where he basically just like tells stories of entrepreneurs that they quote unquote cosign. And that, that was really cool. Like it's all industries. Nike's so cool, man, to hear the way they innovate and how they stay ahead of the game and, and they just do things right. And, sure. and, and that, that was like kind of the coolest part about it. Um, but you know, Matt from I Know Football, I think was the biggest kind of like other creator and, and media guy that we made a connection with that we'll definitely be in touch with. I got that juice, juice. new AP. She got that juice, juice, juice. She got that squeeze, She got that wet, wet, wet. I'm on them skis. I got that drip, drip. I'm overseas. We had, they gave us a little tour of, uh, like a little snippet of like their innovation, like their latest product innovation. 
and that was dope. They had three pairs of cleats, uh, one for skill guys, which was the one we customized that I'll, I'll show on camera here and we'll yeah. talk about. But one that was for skill guys, it's really light and replaces like spat. It's really high ankle, but like so many skill guys, if you have bad ankles, you're getting your ankles taped or you're getting your cleats taped, spatted before the game. For sure. And this basically replaces it. So you still have that high ankle support, but it's super light and flexible. And I think that's something for Nike too, because a lot of people don't know in college football, you know, you're really not allowed to spat. They yeah. tell you because they don't want you to cover up the Nike exactly. logo. Exactly. So I think for something for them is why not invent something where you kind of kill two birds with one stone. 100%. So nobody, the kids don't have to spat and the Nike sign is still visible. Exactly. So I think, you know, I, I was actually talking to my high school kids the other day and they were asking me, you know, why I didn't spat every game. And I was like, well, I wasn't allowed to. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because you had a Nike, you con you got a Nike contract. Yeah, Nike contract. You got to show the Nike sign. You can't cover it yeah. up unless you have a serious medical issue. Right, right, you know? right. No, which is very interesting. And, and I actually did an interview too with uh, two guys. It's got Jeff and Tyler who are like the product line managers for apparel and for cleats and they're like in charge of the innovations and they they said they work they have a plan through 2028 for product innovation and they work as far as five years ahead there's so much stuff they couldn't share with me but the biggest thing they said is they basically take do like a focus group of like athletes like what do you need what could be better and that was a big thing was like these guys like for high school athletes you can all spat for d3 athletes if you have nike you can all spat but like those nfl those those d1 players they're like oh like my ankles are getting like i need to spat, i need to spat my cleats and i can't yeah. and so they invented they invented this high top cleat that's really dope which is this one man and we we uh you can see it in the camera there that's but dope. it was cool. They gave us like this little sheet. Real light. Yeah, man. Super light. And like, it was cool. We played, we ended up playing seven on seven in these cleats and I was wearing them and like really fun to play in, really dope to, to just try them out. And we had a little sheet that allowed us to customize them. So I got one like spray, one toe spray painted black, one toe spray painted silver, little white splatter paint on it. And then I got, I got WRU on the side for, you know, that's what, that's what my little movement of receivers, the receiver movement we've started. Yeah, we call ourselves as cool, WRU. So Want to represent those guys. Originally, I thought it was something I would wear coaching, but now that I see them, I'm like, oh, this is more like memorabilia. Like, I think I just yeah, want to keep it up in the office. Sure. Plus, Nike hooked us up with so many cleats. I got I got cleats to wear <laughs> coaching anyway, which is dope. Uh, but I think it'll definitely be a cool... Like, it, was, it was just a really cool experience. And they, everyone had custom designs. They, every single kid at the opening got a custom pair of cleats that they handmade yeah. themselves with like their number on the side, their initials, like whatever they wanted. It was... It was cool to see how, like, like again, Nike does it right, man. Like, and and I was talking to them. They were like, "There's never like kids never deny the invitation to the invite. It's the biggest event there is out there, you know, for yeah, like high for school sure. recruits and stuff." I don't even think, you know, when I was in high school eight years ago, I don't even think I don't know if that was a thing. It wasn't. It yeah. was. It's only been I think it's like six years they've been they've had it. Yeah, so that's very smart of yeah. them. It's really cool. So it, just unbelievable experience there. Um, so I did the workout, customized the cleats, and after that, then me and me and Matt from I Know Football, we recorded a podcast that night, um, which was really cool. And he just kind of talked about the way he built his business, because um, you know, we kind of compared him a year into I Know Football to where we are now. Gave me a lot of advice, like practical advice on how to maximize our YouTube channel, um, how to keep growing things, you know, kind of content schedule stuff like that. That I think will help, um, and, and just you know, it was cool. And I think I think again, he, he's a guy that is influential in this space that we can collaborate with that. You, you combine the our education with kind of the training and the football advice and, and the insight that way with some of the gear expertise. I think it's a, a pretty perfect match. So and then and so the next day, uh, the first thing we did was we did cryotherapy in the morning, which was nuts. And I met uh, Bryce Love, who is the starting running back at Stanford. Yeah. He was a really great guy. Uh, that interview is like about two and a half minute interviews up on IGTV right now. Um, it will be part of a larger podcast. I'm probably going to do a podcast with a, probably one podcast, maybe a couple with all the interviews we've done. 
that I did out there. Um, but he was awesome, really well-spoken kid. And he had done a workout, so he came in for cryotherapy, which is like they freeze your body. You get in like neck high and they freeze your body like <laughs> minus 300 degrees. It was, it was super cold. Basically, but just shock your body. Shock right? your body, yeah. right. And I guess like, so your body is reacting to like these frostbite conditions and it like freaks out and warms your body up and you sit in there for three minutes. Then when you get out, it releases everything so fast because it's like, I guess, so happy to be balanced because your, yeah. oh, your brain is always trying to balance out your body uh, that it sends all these crazy endorphins through your body that, that reduces soreness. And I think I said it in the Instagram, so like my arm has been hanging, like being a receiver's coach, I must throw a thousand balls a day. Yeah. And like my arm, and I don't take care of my arm like I used to. So my arm has been hanging all summer. And the first time it felt good all like like all summer was, I was after that, yeah. And I threw today, I worked, worked the kid out this morning. I was like, thank God, this feels so much better. <laughs> Needed uh, that. Yeah, no doubt. That was cool. They had these vibrating foam rollers. So like they vibrated really hard, like while oh, you yeah? rolled out on them. And that like, that's supposed to be better for recovery. For sure. Um, can't remember what it was called, but I did the thing where like you put your whole leg in like these uh, like this big pillow, and it like it, it puts a lot of pressure like to squeeze the soreness out, like really like. Yeah, like, we had those at Rutgers. I forget the name. Yeah, of I can't. I can't remember the name of it either. It was like a ga- it was like a game ready machine with ice, but no, there was no ice. It wasn't cold. Yeah. It was just crazy air pressure. Every day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> crazy air pressure from like your start with your quads, it would move down to your knees to your like ankles. Compression boots. Compression. Right? Yeah, 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 basically. And that felt amazing too, but it kind of like was relaxing. So that puts you to sleep. Yeah. So we did all this therapy beforehand. Then we went to play seven on seven, which was, which was mad funny. <laughs> uh, but so but before that, we had a, a Nike panel uh, with Denzel Ward, who was the fourth pick of the draft for the Cleveland Browns, played at Ohio State. Uh, he was a freshman my last year there at Rutgers. Um, and then Malik Jefferson, who was a third round pick, went to Texas. Uh, both were really, really great dudes. Um, Willie McGinnis, former Patriots linebacker defensive end, he hosted the interview. They did a short panel, um, which again, that audio and the video will be up. Or you guys will be able to see that soon. Um, they did a short panel. Then we got like, you know, four minutes, five minutes each with, with them individually. I talked to Denzel Ward about kind of the game within the game with, a, you know, with a wide receiver. Because I always tell my guys to have a plan and, and study the way he reacts to certain releases so that when it counts and your number's called, you're, you're going to beat this guy on a release. Uh, and talked about to him about like, what he does to combat that. Like, you know, you see a receiver's plan. What are you doing to try and counteract that? He gave some cool insight there. Malik Jefferson was a really, really well-spoken dude, really like handled himself really well. He was a kid who had gone through the opening himself. Um, that's why they brought him back. So those two guys were great interviews. And then we played seven on seven and they were the two all-time quarterbacks. <laughs> and this guy, Denzel Ward, was our quarterback and literally would not throw me the ball. I was, the other team was even he like, didn't bro. didn't get the memo. Yeah, yo. And I was wearing the shirt. If you're reading this, you can't cover me too. And I was like, yo, you see the shirt? Like, give me a chance. And I had like a sluggo called and I broke this kid off and he was just like, nah, you were double covered. I was like, double, double covered. covered? There were 20 yards behind me. That's why he plays DB. Yeah, man. And uh, But that it was fun, man. It was all fun and games. And then you also understand why to get mad when they don't get the yeah, ball. Yeah, right. right. I had a lot of empathy for my own receiver. So I was like, yo, if we lost, if I ever lost a game, I, like we lost. We ended up losing the seven out seven. And I had like one, I had one target and I was like, bro, like I'm pissed right now. <laughs> like I didn't even like, get a chance open, to help the team. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it, it was cool, man. It was all fun. And so we did that. Then we had, we had, they, they fed us like Kings. Like it was, it was just amazing the way they treated us and, and really brilliant. Like you said, by Nike to let's bring some big media influencers out and, you know, treat them like their players at the opening and take them through everything. And it, it was really dope that way. So then we were just hanging out eating lunch. We ended up having Todd Gurley come up, did another little panel with Todd Gurley, and then we each got like five minutes with him, and he was awesome, bro. Gave some awesome responses. Really cool, humble kid, and obviously like one of the top two or three running backs in the NFL. 
Uh, and then out of the blue, like no one even told us, Rob Gronkowski comes up, and we're like, "Yo, this is dope!" And, and they, they immediately grab him, and they're like, "Hey, Rob, like, can you spend some time with the media?" He's like, "Bro, I gotta eat." He's like, "I'm not doing anything until I eat. I'm starving." And he was literally like, he fit the you know the stereotype of him where he's like this big goofy guy, but definitely clearly a lot smarter than like sure. he's, than than yeah. I think the media gives him credit for. Um, but really, like, it, with it, like, intelligent, really, really funny, like, yeah. hilariously funny, like, kind of like the dumb humor, like, whole, one of the funniest dudes ever. Yeah. And just from, like, him being like, yo, I got to eat to everything he was doing, <laughs> but then also gave, like, some really dope insight. It was also interesting to see, like, you know, I talked to everyone about football specifics because I, I framed it as, like, hey, I coach at Don Bosco Prep now. I coached at Rutgers for three years. Um, we run a football education resource, like, football education company. Uh, so, you know, give me something that's going to help, like, a young kid back home. Which kind of the way I asked all the questions. So so I tried to be specific that way with all the guys. But it was funny how everyone else had these kind of serious questions for the other athletes. And when Gronk came, people were like, you know, what do you like, tube socks or ankle socks? And he was like, I don't even know what tube socks are. And all right, tube socks? You tube sock guy? Tube socks? I, I, I don't even know what tube socks are. <laughs> the long socks? I would have you, you pegged as an ankle sock guy. No, no, I am ankle socks, but uh, I'm both. I like the high ones and high I, I like the ankle ones too. I don't like the in-betweeners. No, those are bad. Those are awkward. My yeah. parents give me those every year for yeah, The in-betweeners are hard. Just like stuff like that, man. Like super funny stuff. Yeah. Uh, but it was funny to see how the questions changed with Gronk. Everyone kind of got a little more goofy with him. Uh, there's one dude from, from BuzzFeed, this dude. Zach, he's got great calves, like jacked calves. <laughs> and uh, Gronk saw saw him. He's like, "Yo, those are the best calves I've ever seen. Like, we should we need to work out together." And they like took a picture comparing calves and stuff. Like, like just funny stuff like that, man. It was it was cool seeing the athletes like out of their element, just chilling, yeah, showing and, their personality. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was just amazing to be able to ask them a few questions to just to watch them work. You know, like like they're all young kids, like around my age, younger than me, millionaires who are on a national stage, and just to see the different ways they handle themselves. To see a guy like Todd Gurley, who's been in the league three years, how much more polished he was than I remember when he came out, sure. and how much more polished he was compared to a guy like Denzel Ward, Malik Jefferson, who's had less experience. Um, I was very impressed with Malik Jefferson. Denzel Ward was he was all hot and cold with people. Very gave us some great answers. Uh, this one dude from Complex Magazine was asking him about Drake, and he got like excited about that. But then he kept saying like, this one dude kept asking, uh, you know, who, if there was anyone on Instagram, like who do you want to follow back from? And he was like, man, I don't care about that. I don't care if I was this year. And then, uh, <laughs> and then who was it? I think it was uh, it was Todd Gurley. He asked him, and Todd Gurley had this, this model in mind right away. Who do you want a follow back from on IG? Um, <laughs> right he's, a, he's, a, he's a Gonzalez. You were ready, you were ready yeah. with that too. Yeah. You were ready with that. <laughs> He was like, who do you want to follow back from? I don't remember her name. He named it right away. And I was like, yo, good Bro, for you, bro. He's probably in DMs yeah. right now. I was like, yo, you, you shot your shot right there. That was lit. Um, but so we did that, hung out with the athletes. And then uh, after that, I had some time. We like watched the, the testing, the 40s, the power med ball toss, 5-10-5. They kind of do like the spark combines yeah. and stuff. Um, and then I got some time with, like I said, the, the two uh, Nike apparel creators. So the one guy who's the product line manager for performance footwear for football and one guy who does apparel. And just, just kind of talk to them more about how what their mindset is and how they're trying to help athletes, how that process goes. Uh, they gave us some insight into the relationship between Nike and equipment managers. Because I kept thinking about Coos at Rutgers and yeah. how, like, you know, how, how, how miserable he was all the time. So <laughs> I was asking them, like, you know, how does it work with equipment managers? And they were just like, yo, like, equipment managers are so important. They know everything. They know what the players need. Um, it was just it was cool to kind of get that perspective. Like, how does Nike try to help teams and help players on an individual basis? Um, and they were talking about how, like, I was like, what's the biggest? And that interview will be out, too. But they were, I was like, what's the biggest uh, thing you guys think you're going for in the future? And he was like, uh, sustainability. 
and I guess everything in 2020, all their jerseys are going to be made out of sustainable, like like recycled product, yeah. essentially. And they want to really improve their carbon footprint. And they, they let us feel the 2018 jerseys versus the 2020 jerseys. And 2018, same material, but recycled. And 2020 was so much lighter and so much thinner. Oh, yeah? But still just as strong and durable, same style. So it was cool, man. We got like, like, It was awesome for us because we got the full gamut of the athlete's perspective from the kids at the opening got to talk to NFL athletes, got to see the newest products and innovation in Nike. And it was just like a, a surreal experience. And you saw my Instagram post where I was talking about like, it's crazy living out your dreams like in real time. And like, when it was over, I just took an hour to like walk around and reflect. And I was like, man, this is crazy, bro. Like, like, you know, like just believing in yourself yeah. and working hard. And like, like there were so many long nights and sleepless nights. And to think that a year later we're, one of many events hopefully with nike like it, it's just gonna go up from here yeah. and i think I think it's, it's a start you're gonna be telling stories about i remember the first time nike flew me out yeah you know exactly and so hopefully there's cool. like some yeah so there's just be some cool stuff so i think definitely as far as the content goes uh like i said we got an interview with todd Gurley, rob gunkowski denzel ward malik jefferson bryce love um those will be coming out through the podcast channels uh, definitely going to be a heavy I think what I'm going to do is like the Cowboys facility tour will be its own five minute vlog uh, the cryotherapy and recovery thing will be its own five minute vlog and come out with a little like mini vlogs on YouTube put them on Instagram TV um, and a bunch of short form content too on Instagram and Twitter but definitely keep an eye out for it I think some of like you know I had like I, one thing I said too was we started the whole business with a backpack and a, a GoPro <laughs> and I came down there with a backpack and a GoPro so that was cool too but a lot of like the GoPro obviously takes amazing video so a lot of the, yeah. the visuals are really cool so definitely check out our YouTube channel uh, Sideline Hustle and check out uh, Instagram TV see all that kind of content and we'll put a bunch of stuff on Instagram and Twitter as well but yeah. you know I'm definitely excited uh, for, for the podcaster to come out the content that's going to come out of it and, and like I said I don't think this will be the last time you see a Sideline Hustle Nike collaboration that's probably the coolest thing of all of it As soon as you get in the car, what's the first thing coming on? Oh man, I mean, I just put on like the station that plays like the you know the top top top, top, hits, top yeah. hits at the moment. But I mean, God's plan choose, is pretty God's good. God's plan. Yeah, okay, okay, <laughs> man, yeah, I appreciate that, man. That's a good song. Okay, go on. Yeah. I mean, that one's easy. <laughs> but I mean, every time it pops up, I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. I love students. So that is it for episode 20 of the Sideline Hustle podcast. This was actually our 31st podcast episode overall, including some of the other projects we've put out. But episode number 20 of the original Sideline Hustle podcast, uh, that was Gronk talking about his love for God's plan, by the way. To everybody listening, I really cannot thank you enough. You guys made this experience possible for us by loving and supporting our content over the last year. Our engagement on Instagram and Twitter has been through the roof the last six months or so. And for Nike to view me and, and view us as one of the top content creators in the football space is exactly the type of opportunity we've been working so hard for and, and I really can't wait to share more of this experience with you guys. Like I mentioned, I will definitely be releasing a few mini vlogs about my time in Dallas with Nike at the opening, so make sure you subscribe to our channel on YouTube and check us out on IGTV over on Instagram. The full interviews with Rob Gronkowski, Todd Gurley, Denzel Ward, Malik Jefferson, and everyone else I met down there on deck 
They will be released in podcast form, vlog form, and I'll cut out some of the highlights and throw them on Instagram and Twitter for you guys as well. Tell your friends, tell your coworkers, keep supporting the Sideline Hustle because without you, none of this would be possible. Uh, stay tuned for even bigger things coming up in the near future. I really can't wait to, to see what's in store for us. I love you guys and peace out.